You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. All right, you can grab your seats. This is our scripture for, the, uh, for, the, for this series and for this year, Luke chapter 5, verse 36 to 39. Jesus told this parable, no one that tears a piece, of, a piece out of a new garment to patch an old one. Otherwise, they will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new one will not match the old one. No one pours in new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins and the wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, old wine wants a new, for they say the old is better. But really, we're talking about this term, this year, we're believing God that we would be new wineskins for God to pour in what He wants to do, not for last year, He's done what he wanted to do. But now he's kind of on the edge of his throne in anticipation and expectation, having completed, fully done everything that he needs to do. And now he's commissioning us, his church, that would we be the people that can contain what God wants to do, what his heart and his intention is for 2024. Saying, come on, would you, don't be the wineskins of yesteryear. Let's be the wineskins of this year. And so we're believing God, aren't we, that God would refresh us, that we, He would revive us from the inside out. Today, I'm not going to so much preach today as we're almost going to just wave, uh, weave in and out. And we're going to look at some scripture, maybe just fire out a few points on our last two themes But we're going to pray together as a church and believe God for acceleration, refreshing, reviving. And at the end of today, we wrap up our series believing that God is going to multiply. He's going to accelerate everything that we put our hearts and our minds to. Can you say amen to that? If you've got your journals, wave them around. Do you have your journal with you today? Excellent. A few people. Good job. We're using those. We're looking at the five Fs. We start with the the F, faith. Faith undergirds everything that we uh, do in this year. Faith is about, without faith, we know it's impossible to please God. And so as a church, we want to hear God's voice because how does faith come? Faith isn't something we drum up from inside out. Faith is something that comes externally through God's voice to us. When we hear His Word, That's when faith is ignited in our spirit. And so faith undergirds everything that we're believing God for. Last week we were talking about fitness, physical, uh, our being, our material being, that we're called to be stewards of who we are uh, in the physical and material world. And also we talked about last week uh, friendship. This week we're looking at family and finance. I want to read you this quote on family. It's from the U.S. Center of Social Justice. You know this quote is a miracle when you uh, hear where it's from. But it says this, stable, healthy families are at the heart of strong societies. I love that. Stable, healthy, 
families are at the heart of strong societies. It, it is within the family environment that an individual's physical, emotional, emotional and psychological development occurs. From our family, we should learn unconditional love, understand right and wrong, gain empathy, respect and self-regulation. These qualities enable us to engage positively at school, at work and society. It's incredible words from a secular organization that believes at the heart of a strong society is stable and healthy families. This is God's heart, really, for every single one of us that we would be in environments of stability and health. In the UK, family breakdown costs the government 48 billion pounds every year. And so I'll say again, God's heart is for stable and healthy families. It's from Genesis we see God's plan for restoration and blessing comes through a family line, comes through Abraham. And we heard the promise would be fulfilled not through Ishmael. This morning we heard about Isaac. And Isaac, God, he laughs, is the environment that God brings about restoration for mankind. Reconciliation is through a family line. And then we in Romans 4, the Bible says that we are uh, uh, knitted into this new family of God. We're included into God's people. Once we're in Christ, we're in the family line that receives God's blessing. That is God's purpose and plans to come through now us, the church. And so God continues His plan for stable and healthy families, not just in physical homes, but in spiritual homes. And so the good news for us is whatever your physical family environment is, God has positioned us in a spiritual family as well. And so every one of us can find ourselves in family. Listen to the words from Psalm 68, verse 5 and 6. That God is father to the fatherless, defender of widows. This is God whose dwelling is holy. And God places the lonely in families. Look around the room today. The good news is today you find yourself in family. Welcome to the family of God, His church, His bride. And so every one of us now, we're called to build unity together. We're called to build stability together. We're called to be strength together. And so every Sunday as we gather, we recognize and we remember that, God, we are primarily, primarily on the planet here to worship and honor You. And the good news is we don't do that on our own. We're not called to have a spiritual life in isolation, but rather in community. And so every Sunday when we gather, we're reminding ourselves of the growing family that we get to be part of. And so we can build in stability and health, recognizing the health of a city depends on the health of the church. Come on, if we bring a strong, stable, and healthy church in Chester, then the city, the Bible says, cities prosper because of the state of the church. So first thing about family I want you to remember is family is what God 
does. Genesis 2.18. God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will, be a, I will make a helper who is right for him. That's incredible scripture there speaking about the, uh, the God-ordained union of man and woman together. The Bible says, I'll make a helper fit for man. And the helper fit, the, the original word is about being opposite but like. Opposite but like. In other words, the Bible speaking there about the helper fit for mankind was not found in an animal. I know you love your dogs, but that's not helper fit. Helper fit for man is someone like, that's human. And also opposite in the fact, not male, but female. And so we find from Genesis 2 verse 18 that family is built through this union in Genesis 2.18. And it's not good, the Bible says, for man to be alone, but rather we would find ourselves together in family. We see in Luke chapter 22 that uh, as the disciples come and sit around the meal table together, and Jesus breaks bread and He says, we're going to do this in remembrance. We're going to do this as an act. This is about to happen. I'm going to break my body and, and blood is going to be shed. And now when we take communion on Sundays and in small groups, we're, we're making a decision to remind ourselves that we now have right communion with God Himself. We have stability and health because this is who God is. He extends the family invitation. But also He opens the invitation round tables of His church. And so we get to be in family together. That's what we're reminded of through communion. So family is what God does. Second thing is family is who God is. God didn't just instigate the family. He is family. The Bible says in creation in Genesis chapter 1, in, in the beginning God, speaking about the Father, made the heavens and the earth. Earth was formless and void and darkness covered the waters and the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, hovering over the waters. In John chapter 1, the Bible says the Word was in the beginning. Nothing was created without the Word. Who is the Word? Jesus. So in creation, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Right from the beginning, before time existed, before any of us existed, Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Family is so important to God that He expresses Himself. God is Father, is Son, and is Holy Spirit. Right in the Godhead is His perfect union. And so this is who God is. We understand that family isn't just an idea. It is God's idea because it is who God is. And so He's inviting us to contribute not just in our physical families, but again, in our spiritual family. Incredible uh, uh, quote from C.S. Lewis in the book, Mere Christianity. God is a dynamic, pulsating activity, a life, almost a kind of drama, almost, of, if you will not think me irreverent, a kind of a dance. The union between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's such a live, concrete thing that this union itself is almost like a person. 
It is as if a sort of communal personality came into existence. C.S. Lewis writing about the God who is this perfect union. And every time we worship God, we're part of this stable and healthy environment that is the Godhead and is His bride, the church. Last thing about family is family is what God wants for us to experience. He wants us to experience it. And so again, if you've not experienced that in the physical, then I want to invite you into experiencing that in the spiritual. God's house, His church is never perfect. Why? Because you're here. I mean, sorry, because I'm here, right? This is never perfect because we're fallen people. But what we can experience is stability and health in people that together have one thing in common that's worshiping the name of Jesus. And so we can experience everything that God is through His house, the church. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take some energy. It's going to take some contribution. It's going to take this year for every single one of us to recognize we've got a part to play. Family is not something that you consume. It's something that you contribute to. The family that my kids are a part of is not just something that they receive. They don't just turn up. But we've got to teach them as they grow to learn to take some responsibilities to learn to override sometimes their preferences or their emotions, to learn to override the fact that they want to do nothing. We all want to do nothing. But at some point, our kids have to learn to step up, to be a contributor into the family environment. This is just a natural part of growing up. And so I want to encourage every one of us this year in 2024, that every single one of us in this house would not just be consumers, that we wouldn't come to church, and I know you, you guys don't. In Manchester, they do. They come to church and just say, what's in it for me? I didn't get anything from church today. The reality is spiritual maturity is not in it for what you get out of it, but you're in it for what you can contribute into it. And so let's be a house that says, I want to invest into my family this year. We're going to spend some moments praying together. So I want you to stand to your feet. And the first thing we're going to do, I want us just to pray for those, I specifically felt people with a specific situation that's been really challenging in 2023 in your home or in your family and it's caused a, a disunity or fracture it's caused uh, a, just a resistance this year there's been uh, or 2023 there's been a lot of moments where you, you just not had the solution and I believe that God is going to just reconcile that this year there's going to be something specific where you've been working hard trying to think of ideas and yet God is going to supernaturally bring unity it's going to supernaturally uh, heal where there's been brokenness, where there's been something that, that's just not been working. He's going to restore it. And so if that's you, I want you with heads bowed and eyes closed. You've had a difficult 2023 in your home and your family. You believe in God for a miracle. 
believing for some restoration, reconciliation. I want you to lift your hands. I'm going to pray over your house, over your family. God, many, many homes represented with hands lifted. God, we just thank you. You are the great healer, the great physician. You called us to pray. Pray for healing. And so we as a church body come together and we pray for healing over each one of these families, over these households. I want to pray where there's been environments that have been uh, highly stressful, where the home has been a place of, of, uh, of stress and anxiety, that God, you are going to gift your peace in that home. We thank you, God, just as we saw all through the Old Testament, the blood put on the, the doorposts, God. We right now together seal homes. We claim them that they would be refuges for your presence to sit, to be. Lord, would you bring healing where there's been brokenness? where there's been uh, just maybe an event that's torn family members apart and there's been no way back. It's felt like there's no conversation that's going to fix. Lord, we pray that you would restore. Any days, months or years that feel like they've been lost in these homes, God, we thank you that you are going to repair. You're going to you're going to give years back in experience, in memories. In the next 12 months, we're going to see multiplied memories. We're going to see moments that are laughable. We're going to see stressful environments become peaceful homes in Jesus' name. Can we all say amen to that? Amen. Amen. Second thing, I want to pray for kids away from God. doesn't matter how old your kids are, how young they are. Not made the decision for Jesus yet. Parents, would you just lift your hands? We're going to pray for your children, whatever age and stage of life they're at. God, we call every one of these children, young adults, adults, we call them home. God, we just thank you. God, that you are interested in generation upon generation. And so we, we thank you that, that what we started in our family, what you started in our family, you will complete. We speak generations of blessing. Lord, that salvation would not stop in this generation, but it would continue through our children and our children's children. We command that. We believe for it. We pray for it that 2024 we would see children returning to you, Jesus. Returning to the house of God in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Last thing we're going to pray for the, for the family. I want everyone to put your hands on the shoulders of the person to your left and right if you're comfortable with that. And I want you guys to pray for the person on your left and right. Can you do that quickly? 30 seconds, right. Right now, just pray. Command a blessing over them. Speak the goodness of God over them.
Thank you, God, for the person to our left and our right. As we pray, we are anointing them for what you have called them to do this year. May they be set apart. Wherever they go, wherever they step, they'd be set apart in the school. They'd be set apart in the workplace. That people would notice there's something about the people in this house, that they have been with Jesus. See something in our face, in our approach, in our mindsets, in our work ethic. See something tangible about the hospitality that we show. God, that we would be light wherever we step as we represent you. We say, bless us in this place, God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May his face shine towards you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Can we say amen? Amen. Just grab your seats. Last things we're going to look at just real quick and then we're going to pray over them again is the area of finance. It's the fifth F in the journal. So we've had faith undergirds everything. We've talked about fitness. We've talked about friendship, family. We believe in God for good things. And the last area is finance. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things... At all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. This is why God wants to bless us. It's not so that we can just be blessed ourselves, but so that we can be conduits of God's blessing to the world, so that we can bring solutions where there's problems, where we can bring answers where there's question marks. I want you to try and imagine for yourself for a minute in terms of specifically specifically now your financial situation. I want you to think about being in a place where you're not stressed every month. Have I got enough money for the month? You get to like now 21st of the month, you're thinking, right, please, Lord, A, let this be February. So there's only 28 days. And let this not be a leap year in Jesus' name. And then you're like, oh, it's January. I've got 10 whole uh, more days. Imagine being in a place where you are not so stressed that you are waking up in the night thinking, I don't know how we're going to make it through this month or the next month or how we're going to pay back that bill that is just uh, insurmountable. How are we going to keep up with the interest rates where the mortgage deal is coming to an end and that, that's looming for many, many people. And you're just thinking, I just don't know. Imagine not being in that place and this year being in a place where you can see need and meet need. Where you can allow your prayers not to be consumed by, God, would you provide for me this month? But you can, be, you can pray prayers like, God, would you just nudge my heart? Open my eyes when I to, to see the need all around me. Imagine praying prayers not consumed by getting stuff to me, but allowing what God's got to you to flow through you. That's God's heart for all of us. That He's able to get all we need at all times, so that that's the condition. That's the position of your motive and heart, so that you can abound in every 
good work. I want to be that kind of person. Do you? Do you want to abound in good works this year? This is what God has for us. And so we're going to learn just a few things today about what we can maybe do from Matthew chapter 25. You all know the parable of the talents. You can read that in your own time, but it's the story that God uh, creates truth from where he, uh, the, the, the man going away it gives his, some workers uh, five talents, five bags of, of money and to another two and to another one. Uh, it's almost the challenge in the stewardship of these gifts that when he gives, he's expecting them to do something with it. And that when he comes back, he asks them what they've done. And the man with five says, I've multiplied. I've come back with five more. The man with two multiplied. I've come back with two more. But the man with one was in that position of being so stressed. I've only got one talent here. I've only got enough to get by. So I'm just going to bury it over here. I'm not going to think about anyone else. I've I've just got to live in self-preservation. And the Bible talks about the dialogue to that person is not good job you held on to. It was wicked servant. You were so consumed by yourself that you didn't do what you're on the planet to do. And that's to abound in every good work. God wants us all to be in this abounding of good work. So what have we got to learn? Number one, parable of the talents teaches us about ownership. Ownership. It was like a man going on a journey who called his servants and he entrusted his wealth to them. The parable of the talents is teaching us that God has entrusted to us resource, talents, gift, ability. But the talent, gift, ability, and resource is not yours. The parable of the talents, parable of the talents teaches us that everything that we have is actually God's. And so we are simply stewards of that which God has entrusted to us. And so that means, number one, that we can, we can, God can tell us to give something or use something because everything that we have in our hand is God's anyway. That's why we want to position ourselves. God, would you stir my heart, open my eyes? Because everything that I have is God's to be used. And I'm just a channel. The second thing we know about ownership is it means you can relax. Because everything that God puts in your path is His. And so He's going to take care of it. He's going to take care of this year, 2024. If you understand ownership, everything I have is God's anyway. The second lesson is that everything that we're going to have is going to come from God. The source is God. To the one he gave five bags, to another two bags, to another one bag, according to his ability, according to their ability to steward. And if we understand that everything that we have is God's, then God is able to bring more to us as he did with these people. Everything that we have this year is going to come from God. Deuteronomy 8.18, remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Some people are going to have new ideas this year to accelerate your income. 
because you've positioned your heart to abound in every good work. You're not in it to gain more. You're in it to give more. And so that's why everything that we have comes from God. And so that means what we need to do is make sure that we're honoring God with everything that He owns anyway. That's why this year, as we continue to tithe and bring back the first 10% of all that we have, the Bible says in Proverbs 3 that we're to honor God with the first of our wealth. That when we do that, we're saying, God, number one, you own it anyway. And number two, everything that's going to come into my life is because that you have given it to me. And so I'm going to make a decision to honor you by returning back to you. Third lesson is about allocation. Allocation. The man who received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work. He made a decision that every one of the talents has a job to do. If it's going to multiply, then I've got to put it to work. And the same is true with everything that comes into your household. You've got to make a decision not to let it just run through your fingers like water. But before anything comes into your house, put every pound to purpose. Make a decision what you're going to do. And so you, you allocate your finances the way you want them to go, not think about it after they've gone. Go, oh, I wish it had gone there. I wish I'd done that. I wish I hadn't bought that. I wish I'd given there. No, you make a decision before it comes in that if I'm going to steward what God's giving to me, then I'm going to allocate it at the start of the month. Start this year by making a spending plan. How you're going to put every pound you have to purpose this year. Don't get to the end of 2024 and think, wow, I've got nothing. Don't get to Christmas and have to put it on credit again next year. Make a decision today that we're going to resource what God gives us. We're going to resource it well. Spending plan, number one, tithe. Number two, get out of debt. Make a decision to pay your debts back. Number three, once you've done that, only spend what you earn. Once you've done that, build yourself an emergency fund so that when things go wrong, you're not stressing at night. You know you can deal with it. And the last thing on your plan, save for long-term, medium-term, and short-term. Number four is simply this, lessons from parable of the talents, Matthew 25, is responsibility. After a long time, the master of the servants returned and settled accounts with him. This is about understanding that at some time, some point, God is going to come back and it's going to ask, what did, I, what did you do with what I gave you? That, that re- applies to way more than just your finances. What did you do with the time you had on the earth? What did you do with the opportunities? What did you do with the decisions that I gave you? What did you do? Because everything that we have, time, finance, resource, energy, gifts, all that we have is about stewardship and about taking responsibility. Make a decision this year to be responsible with everything that you have. And so when it comes to your finances, start the month by making a spending plan 
end the month by checking up on yourself. Keep yourself accountable. On the 31st of this month, go, how did I spend my money? Did I spend in the way I was planning to? What adjustments do I need to make next month? That's taking responsibility. And the last thing is number five, reward. Verse 21, Matthew 25, the master comes back and to the one who stewarded well, took responsibility, he says, here you go, here's another five. Oh, and also, I'm gonna take the one of the lazy because I know you'll multiply and I'm gonna give it to you. This is what God's heart is for each one of us to reward us when we make a decision with our finances this year to be good stewards. God is able to reward us. 1 Timothy 6 verse 17 to 19. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but put your hope in God who richly provides us with everything for enjoyment. Command them to do good, abound in every good work, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, if you do that, you will lay up treasure for yourselves as a firm foundation from the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Life that is truly life is not, what can I get from life? Will I just about get by? Life that is truly life is abounding in every good work. Come on, we're going to pray into our finances. Would you stand to your feet? We're going to believe God this year that as we position our heart right, as we position our heart to be a blesser, that we don't ask for the blessing because it stops with us, but we believe God's heart is to bless us because we've positioned ourselves to abound in every good work. I want to pray of people that have been in lack in 2023. You've been even coming into 2024, you've been stressed about your financial situation. Would you just lift your hands? Been stressed and maybe you've specifically lost sleep. Maybe you've lost your job in the last couple of months. That's caused a lot of anxiety. I'm going to pray for you as well. God, we're praying right now for people that are feeling the pressure of finance their situation maybe those without a job right now God we are believing you that you are our provider would you show yourself to them would you provide jobs where they're needed God we pray for 100% employment in our church we pray that our city would prosper as we prosper we pray, God, that every person out of jobs who wants a job would find it in 2024. We pray, God, that we would be active in our purpose, that we'd find fulfillment from our jobs, Lord, that we wouldn't just be getting by just to make enough, just to live and breathe, but God, you'd help us to, to be fulfilling our God-ordained purpose on the planet that we would be going to work knowing that we're stepping into purpose, God. We thank you, God, that you're going to lift off stress and anxiety. 
In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just want to pray. Lastly, God, for every one of us that we would be households of blessing. Households of blessing. Where people walk across us and almost expect they're going to experience the blessing and the goodness of God. That our houses would be houses of hospitality. We'd open our doors and we would, our heart would be to bless anyone who walks through the threshold of our home. That people would find peace and reconciliation in our homes this year. Every home owner, you have a house that you manage, that you, uh, that you look after, maybe renting, but it's your home. Just lift your, lift your hands. God, I pray over every home, every house, that there would be environments for peace, that every person and every other family steps into these homes would experience your goodness, would experience your favour, that would, that would know there'd be something different about the atmosphere of generosity, the atmosphere of fun, that these homes would be marked and uh, uh, marked by laughter this year. There would be a joy in every home. Lord, we pray that financial restriction would be broken off people, that this year we would walk into blessing and favour as we remind ourselves that we're on the planet to abound in every good work. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm. Oh, that you would bless me. I want you to dare to pray that prayer, the prayer of Jabez. Oh, that you would bless me. Would you just ask God? Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would enlarge my territory. Lord, that you'd cause us, cause us to be environments of blessing. Enlarge our capacity. Where there's been every mindset that's kept us small, Lord, would you break off those chains of restriction? Would you cause us to live the life that is truly life? Last thing I'm going to pray. If you've walked into 2024 and you've been tired and weary, Matthew chapter 11, 25, Jesus says, Come to me, all those who are weary and heavy burdened. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Come on, you've held, felt heavy in 2023. Would you just lift your hands? Every eye closed. That's you, I'm to lift your hands. May the Holy Spirit saturate you right now. May there be a lightness in your spirit as He lifts off those burdens. The burdens of thinking, the burdens of obligation, the burdens of capacity, 
the burden of worry, Lord. Lift it off right now. Lift off those burdens where people have felt like they've been trudging through mud with a heavy backpack on that they've felt even their their posture spiritually and physically has, has been one of weakness. Lord God, we pray that you're going to take off that heaviness even right now, Holy Spirit. Lift it off right now. May there be a lightness and a spring in your step this year. You're going to feel that now as you step, rather than trudging through mud, you're going to feel like you're stepping literally on on rocks. That rock is obviously Jesus, but as you step, you're going to feel that the foundation is secure and the steps are firm and assured. And you're going to be able to step with a new confidence this year because of the lightness and the confidence that you have that comes from this firm foundation in Jesus' name. Can we lift our voices and just worship for a few moments? Where the Spirit of the Lord is Where the Spirit of the Lord is miracles come. He is here in this place. He is here. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, new life is found. Come on, let's believe that new life this year. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, mercy. going to do, then we're going to sing again over our plans and our goals and our heart and our desire. I want you to grab your journal if you've got it and just quickly have a quick, real quick skim over the last few weeks and the things that have stood out to you or or maybe just um, in your spirit, you know straight away 2024, this is what I'm believing for. I want you to think about that. I want you to put it on your mind. And I want you to remind yourself, right, come on, what, where have I been stirred this year to have faith? Not to shrink back, but to step out. Come on, where have you been stirred? Come on, if you do have your journal, let's lift it up. And every hand raised, God, we surrender all these thoughts, ideas, these plans, these goals, these desires. We surrender them to you. God, we just uh, pray right now that the things that are really from You, those specific thoughts and ideas that You've put on our heart, we pray that You would etch them so that we cannot forget them, that You would burn them in our spirit so that we cannot turn away from them. But God, that we would spend time praying into them this year and we would have courage to do the things we need to do to see them come to pass. Lord, we pray in 12 months' time, we'd be looking back on a journal fulfilled. God, that that which you started, you truly would have completed. You would have finished. So we pray again. As your Word comes, breathe your Holy Spirit in our hearts 
and on our minds. May we live with faith, not fear, this year in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. 